this episode of the Bourbon Hunters Podcast, Dude and Tyler sit down and sample a wide array of bourbons with Quinn Allen, the owner of the historical Zeno's Bar in Victorian Village. Listen as we discuss the evolution from high school into a multi-bar and business owner, and his navigation through the COVID pandemic. Great conversations and amazing bourbon. But before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about our partnership with Greenline Goods. This four-year-old company is based in Chicago and creates etched and printed glassware including whiskey glasses, wine glasses, tumblers, mugs, shot glasses, and they're also launching a line of hand-blown crystal drinkware. Check them out with the link in our Instagram bio and save 15% off using the discount code BourbonHunters. You can also check them out at GreenlineGoods.com. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I'm Dude Poole. I'm joined by Tyler Schaefer. And today we have Quinn Allen from Zeno's Library Bar, Upper Arlington Fitness. Is it Dick's Dick's Dive? Dive. Yeah, so that's where we're sitting right below Zeno's right now. And uh, we're just going to do a little bit of a kind of local establishment uh, support today by talking about Zeno's, but we're also going to drink some bourbon as we always do. And uh, so what do you have here, uh, Quinn? Uh, I brought uh, the barrel pick we had just done last year for the Weller Full Proof, the nice. Dick's Pick, named after my old that's band. That's fucking awesome. Does it say it on there? Yeah. It's oh, a nice sticker. Dick's Pick. And then I got the uh, Augusta Buckners right. that I uh, got as a unclaimed lottery item uh, a year or so ago. And... Uh, just a big, too big of a pansy to crack it by myself. Now so. those are just available on the shelf now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. From what I've seen, that was—they uh, really upsold me on the rarity. Uh, <laughs> they said, "You sure you want this two hundred dollar bottle?" I said, ah, "I bought one. We'll take it. I like it, to yeah, be honest." We liked um, it. And then you brought I Tyler. Brought the Rockville and then I brought two bourbon enthusiasts. Uh, I, I'll say picks, I guess, but uh, one is the Lucky Seven, fourteen-year-old. Uh, um, it's called the proprietor and it's a single barrel selection from bourbon enthusiasts. And the second one is a union trail, uh, 15 year bourbon that, uh, he has made as his union Trail is his own brand now. And, uh, that's his second release. He's got a third release coming out here shortly. Um, so we're going to try that. I don't think you guys have had any of that. I've had a little bit, but I haven't had a lot. So what should we start with? And Brett's going to be joining us later. Nice. So. So we'll go through this again. Yeah, some of it. We'll just have to um, play catch up and drink. What do you? What should we start with? Um, well, my two, I believe, are decently high in uh, alcohol. This well, this one's a hundred proof. This one is uh, one thirty-two point five. This is a hundred. It's one twenty-three for the Buckners and one hundred and fourteen for the. So we can go. We, let's go. Um, this and then this, just just so that we similar mashables. Well, yeah. they're not similar mashables. Actually, one's weeded, I guess, but so, uh, same same distillery. But we'll be early on in drinking, so we at least get some better flavors. Yeah, <laughs> if we get to yeah, a, yeah now you're fine. Uh, Let's yeah. do that. Let's start with your Rock Hill then, since it's lower proof, right? Yep. So Rock Hill Farms. Um, Tyler's moistening the cork. Yeah, I always have to like slowly do I, I like You get so fun. scared. I was gonna say that thing has threads on it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my nightmare. Lefty like, Lucy. Something like this. 
It just the cork break. I thought you were going to turn it upside down. I thought it was going to be like an 1800 tequila trick. I was like, oh, individual floors right out of the cap. Is that what they do? Yeah. Turn I, them upside I, down. And they I used to drink 1800 all the time. And then like the logistics of pulling the cork off as you don't dump it back into the bottle was always good for the bartending staff. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. So we've got Rock Hill Farms. I smell the bourbon. I smell. Oh, man. That was... Sharpen the nose real fast. Hundred proof. Hundred. That one's I mean, swapping face. Into prime. Well, this will be our primer then, I guess. Yeah. No, no better primer yeah. than Rock Hill Farms. <laughs> that is true. Quinn, where'd you where'd you guys move to? Close by. Powell, Big Bear Farms, pretty much like right by the zoo. Big Bear. Ooh, right, right off of Powell Road. Chase it was a. Uh, Further away than I wanted to go initially, but now it's just nice having was it, separation. Was yeah. it a new build or no? Uh, they were, it's like where the old Shamrock Club golf course used yeah. to be, and I think they turned that into that whole suburb. Shamrock's but, uh, not there anymore? No, it's gone. Oh, <laughs> I did yeah, not know it's that. Gone. I That's don't, so I don't know what hole my house is on, <laughs> but it's, uh, that whole thing was going to be like 2000, I think. It's going to be like poltergeist where you have like <laughs> dead golfers. Yeah, I'm right on top of the yeah. burial ground, I'm sure. <laughs> that would be karma. A whole right bunch of golf, golf balls, balls come yeah. back to life. <laughs> Lost <laughs> balls just buried in the pond. into the kid's sandbox. Yeah. All right, let, let's nose this thing. I got to get my nose back into this here. I'm getting a little bit more on the sweet cherry side. It smells hot. Yeah. It does smell hot. That's what I was a little worried about. What did you say the proof is? It's only hungry. Yeah, no. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the smell, when I went behind the bar, I was like, fuck. Like, every bar has just such a distinct oh, yeah. smell. <laughs> Like, yeah. and I was just like, I miss this. I was a bartender in England, and ours was all mostly beer and, like, stale beer from, yeah. you know, that was the smell we got. But, you know, there was some wine that we would do, and mm. they did bitter beer, like, local bitter beer, and it was all, like, uncarbonated or non-carbonated, I guess is the right way to say it. Um, so I would make shandies all the time. So that, <laughs> that was so – I really enjoyed being a bartender. That was so easy. You, I mean, you were in England, but did you ever have any uh, Irish coffee? No. Uh, I know you're sick of the stories, but we had some really, <laughs> really damn good frozen Irish coffee in, uh, in New Orleans. Frozen yeah. Irish coffee? Yeah. It's, it's like – it might as well be like a milkshake. Yeah. So <clears throat> Trina and I go back and forth on this all the time. She loves like iced coffee. shake with liquor. I hate iced coffee. I do uh, not like my coffee to be cold. What? I don't like so I don't like it to be steaming hot either. I like it to be room temperature. No, lukewarm to room temperature. Like I, I, I like it. I, I'm a guzzler, Same. but I don't like cold coffee. So it's got to be warm at least. Uh, no, uh, I do like cream. I enjoy life. <laughs> I, enjoy life. <laughs> I do like cream. I get made fun of for that. Um, so like when I go to Starbucks, I can't stand Starbucks. I just feel like it's it's artificially burned flavor sure. type. Like it's not real. Like when I went to Italy and had coffee, loved it. And Starbucks is trying have to artificially ever, get that flavor. Have you ever and it's been not there. to any of the Starbucks roasteries? There's yeah. You always tell the story about how they have bars and drinks and stuff. Yeah, but I, I'm telling you the 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 coffee there was so better. much different. Yeah, well, one, they had some more specialty stuff, but. Like they do their roasting right there, yeah. and it doesn't taste like Starbucks at all, not at all. To the extent of my knowledge, Starbucks is like the Frappuccinos individually packed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like I just, I just, I'm not a fan of Starbucks. 
Um, I love Caribou Coffee, and they're coming back. Yeah, I saw they are coming back. Yeah, they they expanded way too fast with brick and mortars, and then now they're starting to expand again. I love Caribou though. That's that's probably my favorite coffee. I dislike Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons is good coffee. I have the ice cap. I mean, uh, I've never had their every their, single. Just coffee. their standard coffee is good. Every White Castle has some really good coffee. I, I don't go to White Castle for anything. It's, it reminds me of wet feet. So <laughs> oh, <Jesus laughs> Seriously, so I just don't eat it. And I don't, so I wouldn't even go there. Even if they had a good the breakfast, coffee. too. They got yeah. a really good breakfast. Yeah, I fell for that before. <laughs> <laughs> On our trip to Burger oh, King. So, <laughs> has fast food like once a year. And oh, you said you enjoyed life. Yeah, exactly. I do. That's why I don't I mean, eat fast I food. I've had a lot of it recently, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a fast food uh, junkie. Shows. Aficionado? Yeah, aficionado. <laughs> and so, uh, when we were in Bards, was it Bardstown? Yeah, we, we, were, Bardstown. we were in Bardstown, yeah. Um, there wasn't, like, we went to go to Starbucks. It was inside of a grocery store. And we're like, fuck that. So, we were like, hey, there's Burger King. Let's just go there. Now, the previous day, we got Wendy's breakfast, which is fucking awesome. It was. It was And tasty. we it was went tasty. to Burger King's breakfast, and it, it, it was, tasted like they hadn't changed out the grease. Crap. Disgusting. Oh, like, it so but, like, I swear I, for sandwiches? Dude, I swear I tasted like so like gas. Yeah. Like the ga- oh, yeah, cooking you could, gas. Like, oh, taste it. It was disgusting. Like, I couldn't even, like... We couldn't, none of us finish our food, and that's a rare That just, like, turns your stomach just It like, did, right? and, and we had to go, and this was, what, on our way to... We were hungover as We were hungover. <laughs> we had done a bottle kill the night before <laughs> of Stag, and we had done a bottle I remem- kill... I remember following this on, like, social media. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys get into it, this is not a good Stag idea. Stag Jr., we did uh, the Very Fine Rare uh, Woodford, and then we did half of a bottle of the Green Heaven Hill. Yeah. Six year. Did you guys do long episodes during that too? Like, well, that bottle kill? two years ago, it was a, it was a, we broke it up into two episodes. Oh, okay. I was going to say. It was, no, it was like two and a half hours, but we right. broke it up into two episodes. That sure. Day. Picked yes. up on the second episode. You were gone. Oh, like, just oh, gone. We, were, we were, so I got, I got a call from one of my buddies after listening to that and they were like, did you not drink? I'm like, oh, I was trash. They're like, you were the only one who, who held it together. Oh, and right. I'm like, you know, the only reason I held it together is because I knew I was hosting. But I was drunk. And <laughs> as soon as that record button stopped, holy cow. Yeah, chair. it was terrible. It uh, was, I think I passed out that night. This last year, um, we've decided <laughs> that we always want to try to find a nicer bottle to do our kill. Uh-huh. So, so we did um, Wild Turkey. Master's Keep one. Master's Keep one. It, it was, was fantastic. But it was, it was Three of us, and, and within we, the hour... And we hadn't was, eaten. We hadn't eaten. Within the hour, it was gone. So once we finished that, we immediately, like, left there to, and went to dinner. And we went to, like, a nicer steakhouse. We had In no, Bardstown. Oh, yeah. God. We were just... We were... Drunk we were paper. eating so much bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Soaking so it up, free, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> soaking it up as much as we could. It was, it was a fucking. I mean, you're drunk, so anything would have been great. But it was an amazing, it was an amazing meal. Um, and I felt it the next morning while you and Jeff were like, "Hey, okay." So yeah, I I was okay. Um, and you were the one having what I had. So the first year we did it, we went to. Uh, where did what was the Sitzel Weller. Weller afterwards? And we were all looking at each other at the tasting, 
Like, like who, who's drinking this like, first? Who's like, drinking this first? Because like, it might be coming right back up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, it, and luckily, there must be something to the hair of the dog thing because we all drank it and we're fine. Yeah. But that next, the next uh, That's year, a tough step to he take was the only one that was super hungover the next year. So we went to our first stop uh, this last year, <laughs> you know, after the bottle kill in the morning, the morning after was. Seventeen ninety two. No, no. Well, we went to Bartown, and it wasn't that bad. I it was, was like, Barton. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, okay, this is hard. But then we went from there, and we stopped at the library at uh, Bartown yeah. Bourbon Company, and, and had had like dusty. It was no, but it was like it's it's a museum basically of old dusty bourbons. Oh, really? So we had three bourbons or whiskeys you would never be able to yeah. ever buy. Yeah. So they were there was one from like all hell. there was uh, one from like seventeen or nineteen seventy four. One from like 1923 and another 64? one from like 1960 something. Yeah, yeah. it was so, crazy. And, and honestly, one of the bottles that we had, he was like, "We just cracked this yesterday." So like, not that it had been aging that long, but like the bottle was fucking 60. Years and old. the cork disintegrated when they opened it. Yeah. Oh. So there was like little pieces of, but like, God. but it was so good, and they all so had this good. like. There's something about older bourbon and whiskey how they use lower entry points into the barrel for uh, proof, uh-huh. and. It just has such a better mouthfeel. Yeah. Every one of them had a great mouthfeel. And so in there, so they good. have like all, everything rare now, mm-hmm. but also like the Dusties as well in this. Like all these know, old crow travelers. And and how do they accumulate these Someone things. curates it for them. Like someone goes That's out they, they, and yeah. buys it for them. If they want it, they buy it. If not, then they pass on it. But like they pretty much buy everything. And then they host these little uh, uh, history. What is it? Taste of whiskey history or something like that? Yeah, and that's they what it was fish called. Around the laws and stuff like getting this stuff. I'm assuming they're picking it up secondary market. They or... are, and that's legal on that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So there's wow. a there's a well, and in Kentucky anyway, there's that's awesome though. Secondary like, yeah. is not so, a problem. Like, it's awesome that that. Stuff and you like can go awesome. in there and get a pour or whatever you wanted to. It's just the most expensive they had was twenty five hundred for one ounce, and that was an old pappy, uh, like an old sixty some sixty seven or something yeah. pappy. Um, well, and what was neat is what we did was it was a curated ex- experience, so you didn't choose what you wanted; they picked it out for you. We podcast, which the whole we, time we and we would have never selected what they picked for us. Yes. And I'm so glad we did it the way we did. Yeah. Because it ended up being really cool, and it was things we would have never tasted. So it was awesome. you get three one ounce pours, and it's three hundred dollars. Yeah. So it's a lifetime. That's, that's the way I looked at it. I mean, you, you're like, fuck, three hundred dollars for, but like, you're honestly drinking things that like doesn't exist. Yeah. But then yeah. they also gave you the three whiskey blend Bardstown Bourbon Company at the end. Yeah. Which we all ended up buying, that's I incredible. think, or at least yeah. I did. That's a how many people are a part of like a single. Like, is it come and go as you please, or is it set up like it was, a it was, it was like a tour, so there was just the three of us in the room. Yeah. Um, there oh, were supposed sweet. to originally be more people in there with us, but it ended up only just being the three of us. Yeah, which so was that perfect. was like my, that was their, you know, my wife's birthday surprise gift, because I thought we were just going in there and kind of, you know, doing a tour, and then they're like, nope, we're doing this, and I'm like, fuck, yes. Unreal. So, so what was funny is we had, we had kicked around the idea of doing it. Everyone said no because of money. And then Jillian was like, uh, hey, I want to do this for Tyler for his birthday. Well, and we're like, well. Like, You're not fucking spending that much on that. <laughs> well, the funny thing was is we were doing it anyway but not telling him. That's great. It was going to be his surprise for his birthday. And then Jillian came in after we had made the decision and said, hey, I want to pay for him to do that. I was like, 
easy. Yeah. That's easier for us than we don't have to float the bill. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> floated the bill for ourselves, but not for him. Yeah. But it's a super, and, and, you know, the, the guy that was doing it, Logan, um, you know, gave us the history as much as he knew about the distilleries, maybe that bottle in particular. Um, yeah, he went through so. and, and researched all the history of each one of the distilleries and the history of the bottle or the brand or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. One of the ones we did was actually Old Overhaul, right? The Rise. Yeah. But it was an old, old Overhaul. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really so, good. So, you know, we probably said it on here 20 times, but if you ever get the experience, like it's like a, a once in a lifetime. Yeah, if you can afford it and you're going down there for an experience as opposed to just hunting for bourbon, I'll tell you that. And, and the uh, bourbon bar or the whiskey bar up above um, Willet Will it was outstanding. They had a ton really? of Dusties too. Oh, yeah. That not was only, such not a only good. that, but like they have a ton of their like 25-year-old rise up there. So, And those prices are like anywhere from what? It was like they were a hundred to two hundred dollars a pour or something you like think that. They're turning these like tour type things out. I mean, how much well, of a the, stash well, the of Bardstown, Bardstown Bourbon Company? I think they're doing maybe on, I think they only did it twice a week, okay? Like yeah. Friday and Saturday, well, maybe. People, rich people go in there and they're like, hey, at the bar, you can order from there as a one off pour, yeah. Now, and it's really? and it's more than a hundred dollars a pour when you do it that way, potentially. Uh-huh. At Will, it, it's a, just a bar. So you just yeah. walk in and they have this huge, like, it's almost like the uh, Cheesecake Factory uh, uh, menu. Yeah. It's that thick. Oh, my God. And it's just full of a ton of different things. And they had everything. And it wasn't just Will, it stuff. They had Old Forester. They had Old Crow. They had, That's awesome. They had, they had uh, Wild yeah. Turkey, Austin Nichols stuff. They had a whole bunch of different, you know, types of uh, bourbons and dusties. Just on a whim, we're like, let's go see and stop there. And then we're like, oh, let's get a drink, have a drink here. And, and that was one of our better things like we did. Five hundred dollars. That was like. But it was one of our better things that we did. Yeah, and then also, it seems above, well worth. It. I mean, it's still yeah. a talking point. It's still yeah. a good story. Heaven Hill Distillery too had a little bar up there, and they had some of their. They're not dusties, but they're hard to get bourbons that you can't find anywhere. What is their twenty-seven year? They had a twenty-seven year. I mean, they were expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and but we didn't go that high. But we they also had some of their distillery only things. Yeah. That I can't remember. It's like Heaven Hill, something or other. I bet a concept like that would kill here. Yeah, I, I know you were. were oh, for sure. Me and you were talking about. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> I know. I know. Me and you were talking about uh, Michters, and so when we went there, we were desperately trying to do their bottle, bottle fill. Yeah. yeah, and that's a, their barrel strength rye, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to go bar- bottle your own, which is phenomenal. Um, but it's, it's unlimited supplies, whatever that It's means. first come, first serve, yeah. and they only do so many a day. And so when we were there, we missed out on that opportunity. And um, But right as we were getting there, they were like, hey, we're going to bring out um, a toasted barrel strength rye. And so we got that. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's like one of my – But they lists. made you buy that and a single barrel rye, which whatever. It's fine. It's all fine. Everything's fine. I was just telling him that that's like the stuff, like as a, like a bar owner, you get like some like privilege of being able to get some things that people sure. can't get in the street and without having to set up a lawn chair on a Saturday morning and like yeah, waste time away. But it's like, there's some things that like, we just don't even get the chance to see either. Like Michter's, their whole portfolio is part of that. Like, well, we I think never part of the problem is that yeah. you're also in Ohio. Yeah. I think that's, that's a big the part biggest of it. issue. Right. Anything. So like in Kentucky, you have, they have, it's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like personal, it's like private collection or private 
private collection sales or something like that. So you can buy those dusties from a private collector. Yeah. And, um, you know, they don't have to be a retailer. You don't have to go through the three tier system, any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then also in Kentucky, it's secondary market. So you could potentially pay more than you should for certain things as well. Um, so that's another thing. What do we think about the uh, Rock Hill Farms? It's awesome. It, as it kept going on, got smoother and smoother. Personally, like, I really, really like it, but for the secondary price, probably not. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. But, um, I mean, that's, that's something I'd like to have every day. Like, yeah, it's exactly. It's not hot. It's not killing you one way or the other. I mean, it's that was awesome. That was quite the pour there, Tyler, for always bitching about uh, big pours. What? Oh, this one. Oh. <laughs> we, we got enough of it. Go nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Why don't you tell us um, about the about experience? The yeah. uh, well, so during well, COVID, well, yeah, I was so say, first off, this is go. Weller Foolproof. Yep. This is called uh, Dick's Pick. Yep. <laughs> That's a great Dick's name. Dick's Pick. Uh, this was uh, the first barrel opportunity that really came our way. Like, my wife worked for Beam Suntory, and uh, we had, like, some opportunities. She would tell me about, like, well, she'd be tasked with, oh, I've got to get somebody to do a barrel of either makers or whatever it may have been, and, like, it, or a, a, maybe some sort of a beam or something. But then, like, she would obviously ask us, and at that time, we were like, I was like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do with a barrel and maker's mark? Like, yeah, we'll yeah. go through like a bottle every now, but it's like, I don't need to have the need to buy it ahead of time. And also at that time, like it just wasn't all the craze or yeah, what it was. Right, right. I was like, I, lo I love the experience about that staff going down there. But then like, uh, when things started taking off, like this was well into the bourbon explosion. So when it came up, we just have really good relationships with all of our reps. We've been here a long ass time. We, play ball with everybody. We help them out. Like I know the rep game been doing that long enough. So we got the opportunity where they came through and they said, Hey, um, I may be able to have an opportunity to get you a Weller barrel. And I'm thinking like, Oh God, like I didn't like, I figured it was antique. I was like, I don't know if they do special reserve, but I go, I figure it's one of those. Like, it's the first barrel we've mm -hmm. ever had the chance to get. And I figure you'd have to build some tenure to build up into like right. whatever it may be like a Blanton's Buffalo yeah. Trace, whatever. I heard Weller. I was like, grandma, that's awesome. We'd totally be interested. Yeah. And um, it was during uh, COVID while everything was going on. So, so was it had, virtual or did you get to go on site? So we didn't get to go down there. It was a distiller's pick, but we got to design the sticker and do it. But then as So they things, picked it for yeah, you technically. Yeah, so they picked it for us. And, but I didn't even know until after the fact, after they done, did the pick and everything, when we were filling out the paperwork, I asked, I go, this is an antique barrel, right? And this was probably before a month out from it showing up on our doorstep and this gets done like six months in advance. And we get these things and she goes, uh, Oh no, it's going to be a, uh, foolproof barrel. I thought I told you that. I was just like, wow. Like what, like what an opportunity. I didn't even know we were getting like just an antique would have been like the greatest thing in the world. Sure. A barrel with yeah. antique. Cause like same thing, but then something that wasn't even released to the state. The only other bottles that were in here were, um, McClellan's. I think they got to do a barrel pit. Yeah. And I don't think anybody else in the state had had the opportunity yet. So I was like, wow, I, I'd never tasted it before. At least I knew like antique, like partially what I was getting myself into. But with this, uh, That's like, crazy. I was talking earlier, like I'm not the biggest Weller 12 fan. Like when I had it and well, I first got my bottle. I don't think it's that good. No, I thought it was weak yeah. and it was gone. And I thought like this, I was like, I, I like antique. I, I love special reserves. Like felt like that was going to be like the next step, blow my socks off. And when I had it, I was like, wow, I really don't like this. Like, I don't even yeah. think I finished the glass. And then I remember losing my mind thinking, like, we bought this whole barrel of foolproof. Like, 
what if it tastes like shit? <laughs> like, yeah. what if we don't like it? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I like, I knew that we'd sell through no matter what, like for a good portion, just for the hype. But then people will like, buy it. Yeah. Just I like, if it. I don't like it. Like I was going to be disappointed. So then, uh, I was telling Tyler a story. I got to go to a prohibition after I moved to Powell's. Like I've been wanting to get in there, but the COVID and hours, everything was so screwy. So I finally got in there and they had a bottle of foolproof on the back bar. So I was talking to the bartender. I was like, oh my God, we got a barrel of that. And it was coming in like two weeks. And I was like, I've never even tried it yet. And he's like, you want to try it? And I was just like, I was like three sheets of the wind. This is our last stop before home. I was like, yeah, I just sucked down like 30 Hawaiian drinks at Huli Huli. This will probably compliment well. So he pours like a little taste. And I remember like I was almost sweaty because and my wife's sitting there looking at me. And she's like, what's wrong? I was like, we spent so much money on this barrel. Like, right. this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. terrible. And then I remember like, I like it was like a full body experience. I was like Popeye eating his spinach. Like it went in <laughs> and I just felt it course through like every atom of my being. And I was like, this is fucking good. That's awesome. I was like, if this is anything like what we're going to get, I was like, I can't wait to like have a stock of this at the house so that I can actually have it. It's like, we're spoiled with it. So I have a question. Is foolproof always a single barrel? I believe so. I don't know. Because I know like, uh, for example, like Elijah Craig, barrel proof's not always, like it's not a single barrel, it's a batch. Yeah. So I just didn't know, do they batch well or foolproof or... I know this is obviously a single barrel because it's mm-hmm. it's a single barrel. That's very question. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was not sure I'd, if their regular shelfer, if you want to call it that, of foolproof is a single barrel or not. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'll have to check into that. You would think it would on there. It would say like single barrel foolproof. What do you guys get on the nose? Well, they have a Weller single barrel. Yes. Just a regular product. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got we actually just got in the uh, with the. Uh, seasonal bottles that came out we just got a regular bottle of foolproof today oh really i was like well i just set this with the other half barrel (laughs) so you have a regular weller foolproof yes and you have this no okay cool that's nice um have you guys been able to um sell down with that pretty good yeah i think we're probably out of the 32 cases i think 32 six bottle cases we got out of the barrel I think we have less than 20 left. Oh, nice. Now, where did did you keep them all here, or are they at the library? And other uh, it's an too? undisclosed location under lockbox and key. <laughs> why, why did you just flash a gun at me? How do you saying? Are you like? Are you selling them at all your locations, or just here? No, just here, just, just here. here. So under, I think like uh, so, our bars are all set up under different LLCs. Mm-hmm. We have this one that's family owned, and then I branch off a couple partners with the library. My brother has the Corey company. Oh, uh, so they're not master. all the same. So okay. if they were under the same. Um, like LLC entity, like just like Cameron Mitchell buys yeah. a barrel, a Blanton's could throw them at all of its locations. Sure. We could, and I don't, I, I don't know if we could or could not. I think we could, since when some people do barrel uh, picks, you can sell half of it to the state, and yeah. they'll be able to sell yeah. it to liquor stores right, and stuff yeah. like that. I'm sure we could have allocated that way. I don't think like with this, we were even worried about splitting sure, it up because no. I don't think it'll it'll make itself. Library bar, we're gonna yeah. slam it up. Sure. <laughs> is that is that basically what you get at the library is just college kids or is it yeah, I mean I thought like there was an order days, like we get a alumni and... crowds and stuff I mean it's a, like I still order down there because uh, like I, I'll still order an Angel's Envy an Angel's Envy Rye a Blanton's I'll try to get an Eagle Rare just to be able to get the bottles in because I figure like some alumni on some game days are oh, always going to be interested in doing yeah. it and like we actually sell through some Angel's Envy pretty well down college there college kids uh, which is are actually getting into bourbon as well yeah, yeah. I'll say. 
I mean, we go through Old Forester pretty good. I mean, I bet. Uh, what do you? What is your Old Forester? Is it the 100 or the 86 or what do you? Oh, uh, 86. Yeah, yeah. The 100 is outstanding. Yeah, that is my wheelhouse, man. If I don't know what to drink in a night, I just pull out the black and orange Old Forester. Yeah. It is so good. It is so good. I remember when that was a pain in the ass to get. I, I mean, it, it, it sometimes still is. Yeah. Like you'll f- go and it won't be there. You'll see the 86 all filled up and backed up, and you'll have the big handle and everything. But mm-hmm. the 100's not always in. And was but, the, is it still pretty easy to get the 120? The the 1920 is it is it 1920 the blue there's 1920 1910 oh well yes oh the the prohibition style oh yeah 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 and the 1910 sold out like that. Yeah. And then so because it's a double barrel, they had it took them a minute to replenish. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had to bottle of it. Yeah. I, and I've got a couple at home, too. I love I always keep the 1910 yeah. in stock always just because it's so good. The 1920 is good, too. I like making the 1915 as well. Just pouring half and half. Yeah. That's really good as Old well. Of course, is like one of my favorites. Oh, I love families. I like love family, like there's not a bad. I, I just love their mash bill. I love their mash bill. This is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, this is good. So what did you guys get on the nose? I, we skipped past that and just started drinking and talking. Still get that heat. And it's, I think it drinks a lot smoother than oh, yeah. noses. Like, it's... I mean, I'm married to this bottle. So yeah, like, oh, I bet. Just, and it still only comes out for special occasions, but it's just like knowing that I can have that in the back. What do you guys sell it for? Speaking of which, I almost brought our bourbon hunters pick from... From uh, Middle West. Middle West. I've got that one. Do you I, have it? I got two of those bottles when uh, it first came out. Yeah. And I went through my first one so fast. And now I haven't cracked my second because I was losing my I've, mind. I it's think like, I've got two left. Do. And I bought ten. Oh, my God. It's so good. I think I've got two unopened left. I've got one that's open. That I almost brought I think it. barrel pick that they did, right? Uh, no. Kind of. They had done barrel selections, single barrels, for themselves, and I think for a couple of local like businesses. Yeah. But I think it was their first barrel pick they had done for something other than that. That's. Yeah. What, I remember there was something special about it. Like being so. Nice. I remember the stick. I was not there. I should. <laughs> um, you had to get a COVID test that day. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Um, God, that was such a good barrel, man. Yeah, it was fucking phenomenal. Every yeah, time I drink it, it's like... Because I know when it's gone, it's gone. I know. Yeah, so I don't yeah. even want to crack it because I don't want to light the it mute. It sucks, man. Because <laughs> uh, I like it so much, but yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing is their last slash only barrel proof uh, rye that they did. I've got that, That too. was incredible. That was incredible. I got all of that whole lineup, the double barrel series. Yeah. And like, I got into them because of that podcast that you guys said that you did your barrel pick. And I was like, I was like, well, I'm going to go give them a shot because I don't know why, but like through, through like my whole experience in the bars, working with a distributor and like seeing just local stuff pop up. Like I've been through my fair share, like the early stages yeah. of watershed Ohio yeah. and all that stuff. And it's just like some of it, like it's not it, was so early, it was so inconsistent. Yeah. And I was just, I just had this like, cloud my head about right all this stuff's garbage i'm not going to go back and try it but then like after like listening in hearing how you guys were talking about it and i was like well, i might as well give these guys and like did a little bit of my own research on it and i was like what the hell it's not a big of an investment to buy a bottle of a booze bottle, and yeah. check it out so I went to the store 
got all three of them, got the weeded, got the Michelin, got the pumpernickel rye. And that pumpernickel rye is like a staple. And I started getting worried. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what if the word gets out on this and then these bottles aren't going right? to be found anymore? So I started panic. Like, people were panic buying toilet paper. I'm over there grabbing all the Middle West I can. Uh, the house. There's, they've really matured well. Um, yeah. that, which makes me think they were doing it the right. Their early stuff just was inconsistent. It wasn't that great. Now it's really, really consistent and good. Like the black and brown podcast, I'm always sending them stuff because they love the Middle West spirits, but they can't get it where they are. Oh yeah. So I'm always sending them and I send them the big six ounce, uh, uh-huh. uh, sample yeah, bottles, not the little two ounces. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're one of their last podcasts they did. They were sampling through the barrel proofs of, the rye, the weeded, and the and the Michelin. Yeah, and um, they they were just going nuts about it. Like they they were drinking the weeded whiskey, and they're like, "This can't be the weeded whiskey. This has to be the blah blah." And so they're texting me as they're as they're drinking it and asking me all these questions. So like I'm you know texting Rudra, and Rudra's answering them all. So I'm sending them back over there. And uh, so by the time they finished the podcast, if you listen to that episode, they're like, dude's got some answers to, to get to us. <laughs> this can't be right. He must've mislabeled it. And, and I wasn't, they were right. They just couldn't believe how good they were. Like, Oh but, yeah. You know, they were convinced that the weeded whiskey wasn't weeded Yeah, because they were like, this is just, this doesn't taste like a weeded whiskey. Like mm-hmm. they loved it though. Did you guys try the double barrels? Did you yeah. I've got, those? I've got, uh, I, I saw those pop up on the shelf in my store. That was the same thing. I was like, if I don't buy all these, like it's like a hundred dollars a bottle. Oh, so I miss it. I'm like, I'll be pissed. Oh, you're, you're talking about the new, the Sherry cast yeah, finished yeah. Uh, yeah. bourbon one they had, but they had Oloroso for one. And they had, um, I don't remember what the rye was finished in. But yeah, so the, the, I think the weeded was Oloroso, the sherry cast finish was the bourbon and then the yeah. rye was in something. Um, but yeah, so we did our Arnold, you should have come because we, oh, yeah, we were at Middle West. We had a huge, uh, tab and we, at the end of the night we hadn't drank through it all. So we we're just grabbing bottles off of their bottle shop and <laughs> yes. Oh my so like we all got one of those, uh, Sherry cast finish it's ones. Talking about the, how close it was to Zeno's. I don't know what the hell. Yeah. You're just happened. right down the street. Like, I think I like it. Pro- oh, it was like the 70 degree day. So we, mm. right when we got out, it was. I got back up to the burbs and I was like, so I, was talking, <laughs> I was talking to Ben Kraft and I was like, I was talking to Kraft and all of the CR and CC guys. Yeah, and I okay. was like, I was like, are you guys going down there? And Ben was already gone. They're like, yeah, they're going there. And I was like, did Ben just like Irish goodbye, this whole like Arnold and the after party? And I was just uh, like, well, uh, what do you call it? So then I went all the way up there <laughs> and I got back to the burbs. So and of course, like we got like an inflatable bounce house thing you know my kids are going nuts and then after that i was just like i just want to sit outside and just like enjoy he, so we, for we, for the record quinn just called it an irish goodbye it's an jeff, irish accent jeff if you're listening irish goodbye that's another vote for irish goodbye oh, over irish goodbye. i'm a professional at it too like it's my favorite move to pull we used to call, oh, it, we used to call it the houdini back in the day yeah. and after we'd leave we'd text a small group of people still there with just a picture of harry houdini <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. That's funny. Like, I'm gonna have to do that. So. All amongst our gym friends and everything is like every like social event we have. I'm just like I've done like especially like when you grow up in a bar and like with our dad uh, and everything. He would just like get behind the bar, grab his coat, 
peel out around the side doors be gone. You know, we start to say goodbye to everybody. Yeah, like, like, Thanks for having yeah. And if it's, with, if it's with my mom, it's like if she gets in one conversation while it's goodbye, goodbye turns into an hour long. Then the next oh, person, yeah. of course, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Sit back down. It's like, what are those conversations really meaning? Like, oh, you'll, you'll call me in the morning if yeah. it's important. That's my favorite move. So, what do you guys? Um, you know, you guys have any new ventures with uh, the group? Uh, we've got some irons in the fire. Um, myself and the library guys were, uh, actively pursuing some things. Can't disclose yet, but, um. It sounds so, like, educational. I know. Myself it's, and the library we're, guys. We're buying a fucking bar. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, what we're. An existing one or opening up a new one? Um, existing. But it's, like, we're, we've got a couple different, uh, ventures that we're looking at bar wise like we're not staying pigeonholed into something that has to be an existing bar because yeah. when you look at it especially if it's something you're going to reconcept like sure. if you're buying somebody's bar and then reconcepting it's about the same as what you pay if you go into a sub place that's not a bar and instead of buying the business that's your build out cost and you can build a concept so you just need a commercial property sure. and you just look for the neighborhoods that are lacking it's like, yeah. like us like we you've got like we've built up a lot in the last like four or five years. We got Saucy down the street. I saw you that. Got I was like Harrison's there. You got then we added the Dick's Dive and this. But it's like this is such a butt. Like you probably saw on the way in. You've got high rise condos going in everywhere. It's like yeah. where are all these people going? Like Miller's Ale House shut down. So that's that's a large right. place. And yeah, it's like where it's like not everybody's going to the fish market to drink or yeah. Bravo. So it's like where in the short north's like it's a different. Dude, this is the neighborhood so, bar. Like, what do you like, feel about so? Have you heard of no soliciting? Yes. So what do you feel about places like that? Very, uh, I haven't been in one. My wife has, I, I've heard the stories. I have, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to say that I, I haven't been because I haven't wanted to ask somebody to take me there. <clears throat> I'm not that, like, I don't want to be that guy because I feel like that's like take a big go. thing of what they want is that, that demand. Yeah. Like, I, I would like an opportunity to. Well, to I was check their place out. I've heard nothing but good things. My wife raved about it because she said, like, not the date. She was like, oh, for us, like, we don't want to go to a place that's real loud. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, we got to get in bed before Jeopardy's over. Which yeah. one did she go uh, to? Bridge Park. Yeah. Bridge Park. So that was, they invited me to join in February of 2020. I was about to pull the trigger. COVID happened. And I was like. Is that is that offer still on the table? I don't know. I could probably email them. I still have the email. Sure. But I don't know if I want to. Was it an email or messenger pigeon? It was. It was an email. <laughs> yeah. So I went to their. I went to their site. Basically, found out how you apply. Sent them an email and said, "Hey, and and what they're looking for is business owners, people around the area that are. I don't want to. They're not necessarily well off. I don't think. I think that the people that are known in the area. So like you know a, a gym owner, um, you know." podcaster, all that kind of stuff. I think they liked that. They sent me an invite and I was about to pull the trigger because I think it's a thousand a year. A year and um, um, so, yeah, I was going to join, but then I, I, I don't know. COVID happened. I built out that during COVID, I started building the, the speakeasy in my basement. And I was like, you know what? Do I want to go to a bar, drink a lot of the stuff and pay for it that I probably already have here. You just built no soliciting. You just don't have yeah, to I know, yeah, Right. And I, I don't charge anyone. Door, yeah. You got all the booze. So, and that's the other thing. Like if you go there, you can, you can make a reservation, take friends. You pay for nothing while you're there. 
you get a monthly bill. Yeah. And they charge that's a card the on the most dangerous part of the Right. Oh, yeah. That's the part that scares me is Your like, monthly bills are, you know, yeah. you're a big shot one night, you go, you bring four people, you're drinking on your, and then $1,500 later. Yep. Shit. Smart. <laughs> you it's know what I mean? Right. So, like, I'm sitting there thinking, do I really want or need to do that? You know, that's my. That was my question. Well, it's more like I'd rather have a really good friend who has a membership yeah. there. Versus yeah, well, that too. I, that, that, maybe you would know how they do it, but Carfagna's new place, mm -hmm. they have their restaurants and bar, and then they also have a liquor store. Like, how do they get away with having the liquor store and the bar in the same? It's probably two separate businesses, technically. Separate licenses, yeah. But so, like, why, why, why don't, why is there not that existing where you can go and have a drink of the bourbon or whatever and then buy something while you're there? Like, why doesn't that exist? In I mean, it place? technically does in Carfagna's, but it's two separate transactions. You can't pay for your bottle at the bar. Yeah, exactly. You'd have to go to the liquor store. Yeah, yeah but and like, you would, you, I mean, maybe this is a business idea, but like how, like you would just think that there would be I a I mean, they have that. Right? They have that at the Giant Market District. Well... Eddie, in uh, just over the border in Kentucky at uh, Party Source, there's a bar in the back of Party Source. Yeah, hmm. I'm just like, I mean, you and everything you, they sell there is behind yeah, the bar. A nice, a nice bourbon bar in Columbus where you can also. Yeah, it's kind of like a, the car lot model. You get a little test drive. Yeah. And then... I think you'd have to have two liquor licenses. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think the only in way... some places that's hard to come by. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of places are the wholesaler license. The hardest thing to get that state liquor agency license, yeah. especially for Ohio. But like. You could, it, it's not expensive to have two permits, like from an annual renewal standpoint. Yeah. Like, it's not like it'd be like, God, how am I going to float this? This concept better work. I mean, you're paying a hell of a lot more to be that state issued wholesaler license yeah. than you are just a. I, a I think the most expensive part would be of like, how are you going to bring people in in the sense of it is Ohio. So, you know, if you consume a, a lot there, you might get some nicer things like you guys have just gotten. Yeah. But. Really, I think to pe keep people coming in and, and buying, you would have to do barrel picks a lot of different things. So you would have to not only have your, you know, like you would have them on the shelf for people to go up and try. And then it's like, okay, well, here's that barrel pick that you can go and have. Yeah. Um, you know, otherwise, like you're just kind of like, well. The problem is, is, is if you're a liquor store in Ohio. You don't own the the liquor in your store. Oh, I know. It's it's owned by the state. Mm -hmm. You're just housing it until it sells. Yep. Yeah. So if you do the barrel pick, it would have to be through the restaurant side. The, but you can't sell those bottles through the restaurant side. Well, they could buy it from their own. Yeah, because uh, that's probably why you can't have both. You can't. You can't house both of those licenses. That's what I mean. Code. So, like, there, there's a crossover. There would have to be. And that's why, because the state control of it. Right. Because if you're selling those bottles, like you said, you would have to sell half the barrel to the state and then say, hey, state, this is our pick. We want to sell it from our liquor store and hope they let you have it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, if, as soon as. You would almost have to say, it almost have to be a conditional deal with the state before you even sell them half the barrel. To say, hey, we'll sell you half the barrel, but it's going to sell through our store. Otherwise, you don't get any of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what their motivation would be. A strip club merged with a whorehouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Wait, the same philosophy. That's not a thing? <laughs>
What's with the you back probably. room? <laughs> I thought that's what the champagne yeah. room was. That shower was just to get cleaned up. Now you can't help that she joined me. <laughs> that's that's much better than the one I have opened at my house. Yeah. Well, um, it's probably just the company making it taste better. Well, I honestly, I think that the the this is a what, what proof is this at? Uh, Aren't they all one fourteen? They're all one fourteen. I don't know. Pretty sure. Um, I but, think the Weller foolproof, I believe, is barreled at their entry proof proof. I believe they're all 114 because that's what they go into the barrel as. I believe. Well, I'm not 100% sure on that. That's, that's much better than the one uh, I have opened. I have one unopened. So I'm excited to see. The only other one I tried was I, Urban's Chop House did a pick also. Or Urban's Grindhouse, I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Fuck, I was like, what? <laughs> And, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say ours was better. But uh, it, it was cool to see the distinct differences in between the two bottles. I've had that so many times. Like, I could tell that yeah. if I was drinking that. It's kind of the same thing with our pick. Like, we've had it so many times that he immediately picks it out when it's our. He's like, this is our pick. This yeah, is our pick. So we did, we did it in a blind, and I was like, that's it? Yeah. And it's like, and then we did the uh, the barrel aged uh, Columbus Brewing Company. Yeah, did choir practice our double imperial brown and put it through an antique barrel, and then dumped it straight from an antique right into our foolproof barrel. And getting to go out to the brewery with those guys, we brought a bottle out. Accidentally killed the whole thing. Accidentally, accidentally. you, tripped. Thought, you we tripped. Literally thought we were going out there for just. Uh, we're going to name this beer. We had no name. For where it where yet was the set? Sorry, at Columbus Brewing Company. Okay. And uh, we had no name for it, didn't know, like, what we thought we were just sitting down in a meeting. I was like, I'll bring a bottle out so all day could try. Because they've all, like, since day one, they're like, oh, bring a bottle out. Oh, we got a bottle out. Yeah, hey, when they bring that bottle out, can they bring you a nipple oh, for yeah. your, uh... That's not nice. I had to pour a lot because I didn't know if I was ever going to have it again. We only have, like, 90,000 <laughs> bottles left. <laughs> but uh, we go out there and we have, like, a... It, it was... A, I thought it was being, like, set up for a corporate meeting. Like, they brought out a big whiteboard... Like, we're just going to put ideas down here. And I was like, oh, my God, I just, like, I literally just quit my job at Corporate America. Like, I'm starting to get PTSD. <laughs> and, uh, like, we go down, we sit down, and then we just started drinking. Like, we're having their beers, having everything. We're like, let's finally get, like, the creative juices flowing. And just, like, getting to see, and then they poured the beer for the first time. We got to taste it. And it was just, like, unbelievable knowing exactly what that tastes like and tasting it in something else like you're picking up those notes yeah. still but it's a beer and it's like it's got its other components to it but you can easily in your like taste buds of brain pull those apart know exactly what you contributed to it it was just like one of the most impressive beers we got to uh, try if you kind of like that concept um bartown that's what i was getting ready to say kbs so founders it's, they, uh, it's founders kbs founders, they, yeah. they did a release that was aged in founders. Yeah, I think it's like double barrel. We had that beer. We no, had no, that, this is a bourbon. Oh, this bourbon. is a bourbon. I was gonna say we just had a, like a special finished, KBS on tap. It's finished in the KBS. Oh wow! Barrel. I could have brought that today. I didn't even think about it. It's it's, it's phenomenal. Fucking wow! It's phenomenal. I love KBS. We just had a bourbon barrel aged KBS on. Is it that. KBS uh, stored in bourbon barrels? I, I thought it is. I don't know. You, you're you're talking to a guy who doesn't do that stuff. I so it's know, almost yeah. like double double. So what's interesting is I went with Jason from the Nash and Drum to Bartown Bourbon Company. We just were hanging out there. He goes up and says, "Hey, whatever the name of the CEO was, is he here today?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah let me go get him." They bring him out, 
we're sitting there talking, shooting the shit. And he's like, oh, you should have come next week. We're doing the founder's release next week. And he's like, oh, man, that sucks. And he goes, you know what? Let me go back in my office. I think I already have an open bottle of it. Let me, let me go grab it. So he pulls it out. And the thing's almost full. Pours us all. There's like five of us. He pours us all a drink. He pours himself one. And we're sitting there and we're like loving it. And uh, we're there for like five, six minutes. And he's like, oh, shoot, you know what? I've got to go to another meeting. He's like, we had all just come from the gift shop. And he, he takes out his bottle from his gift bag. He goes, uh, you're going to need another gift bag. And, he, and we're like, what? He takes the KBS bottle, puts it in his gift bag. Fuck out. And uh, so he's like, I've got to go do a, a meeting. He's like, I'll, I'll see you guys later. And so as soon as he walks away, we pull it back out, start pouring it again. It was so good. And then for our hundredth episode, Jason showed up, gave me that KBS bottle. Unbelievable. Oh yeah, it was uh, That's awesome. So there's not much left of it, to be honest. For it coming out almost full, he never touched it. We had two sips of it each. He touched it. And then when at the hundredth episode we all had a, a, a drink of it. Yeah. And uh it's pretty close to being empty. It's good. And you know what it actually similarly reminds me of? It's not the same. It's better. Is the Woodford Reserve five malt stout or five stout malt that they just came out with yeah. in huh. December. Um, it's similar to that, but it's but it's better. Yeah. So it's good, though. Have you guys had the, um, the Woodford chocolate malt? I had that, uh, I almost brought that a few years it. ago. I think that's a 2019, right? Yeah. yeah, it's it's a little yeah. And I thought it was okay. Oh, yeah, that is right. It is before the new yeah. bottles. Yeah. They were the long necks. Yeah, so I, I thought it was okay. It wasn't my – but I might like it now. Sure. Um, I was the same way about it when I got In 2019, to, I, just like, I, I just was like, yeah. Very bitter. Yeah. Very, like, it was almost like, like a dark like chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. Like, right, I agreed. And, and, but at the time, in 2019 when I had it, I don't know that that was my style. I don't know that I would. I haven't gone back to it since, and it was still sitting there. And I was that like, would nah. be interesting. It's like, I want to something to, that I actually like. But you know what would be good is that with their five stout, five malt style, yeah. and then that KBS doing like a blind with those three. Oh, That'd be neat. Yeah, That'd be kind of cool. So let's uh, let's notice this. What do we got here? We got the Union Trail 15 year. This is 100 proof. This is the bourbon enthusiast uh, brand that he's created. Um, this is sourced. I believe this might even be Dickel. I can't remember if it's Dickel or if it's MGP, but I I know his uh, five year was MGP. I think his fifteen year was Dickel. Um, so what do you guys get on the nose with this? It smells sweet. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, very. There's sweet. definitely some sweetness yeah. to it, and but it's I, like a very unique sweetness, um, like a cotton candy. I say, oh, it's almost like a. It's like shortbread. Uh, yeah, shortbread. Like, I like ooh, that. Yeah, that's almost like a. Like a no, it, it is like a very bready sweetness. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to dive into this because I don't remember what this tastes like, to be honest. It's 15 year. What does that remind me oh, of? Oh, that, that same smell is on the very front of the tongue when it, as soon as it touched my mm-hmm. tongue. And then it changed as it go, went yes. back a little bit. But, I can't put my finger on it. This tastes almost identical to something. Well, I mean, it is a dickel, so it could be something like a blue note or something like that. Um Said one. What was the proof? One twenty three. Doesn't taste like it. No. Uh, I love the amber color. 
I purposely set us back to our brightest neon here in the dive so you yeah. can actually see some color. I remember <laughs> last time we were at the front table and we were just in the darkness of the abyss. Do some of the distributors give you these? Do you find them at this? All of these, like you see, like that's all from our parents' garage. They were all sitting in my parents' garage, like red top. Like, I don't know who the hell had red top or <laughs> who still does. Like, the Welcome to Miller Time, the bat. Like, I didn't know what the advertisement that Miller, thing was for. Miller and it Miller usually Miller. is on like a, uh, like a conveyor. So that thing bounces. And they said that was like a big commercial of theirs. So there's like a bouncing ball that was going across. And like, so, I mean, you don't have to say, but I'm going to get some of these old ones probably have some value to that. Yeah. No, well, there's a Miller Light one we have behind the bar that uh, rotates through scenes yeah, and it says light everywhere, like in the clouds on a license plate and yeah. a puddle. Like, and it's like, that's an iconic piece that is sought after. Like I, I myself went through and like had to repair one of the gears on it. Some of the light bulbs, like with all this stuff, cause we dug it out of our garage. It was sitting there for like yeah. 20 something odd years. And like, who the hell has a Windsor Canadian fluorescent ball back? Like, I mean, it's, but all of it fits down here because to create, it's hard to create a dive feel like this. Yeah. brand new yeah it's like yeah. otherwise you're sourcing new neon you have led neons up you're like this isn't what this it felt like dive. drinking yeah. in the 70s and a lot of people like to do the new dive feel but it's hard to like this is a new but it's still the basement of one of the biggest dive bars in the middle of the neighborhood in the <laughs> city so but it's like it was almost like too nice the way it all got put together but it was just like i wanted to do wood panel i wanted this place to be like yeah. mike's grill and yeah. so like just nothing but wood paneling, so it's have like a you, power washer to it at the end. Have of you? It's out towards me, um, but Galloway Tavern is like the definition of like middle of nowhere dive bar. Uh, they actually have very good, pe- in my opinion. I've heard of the place. Uh, very good for. So whenever I have like a pizza place and like get wings, like. Wings are okay. Or I get wings, you know, you go to a wing place and the pizza, okay. But it's like, that is like one of the, the better places that have good in both. Mm-hmm. And it is literally like wood paneling. It's all you need. Over everything. There's no windows in there. That's more like, of my like, style. Uh, and that's like 10 minutes from my house. And uh, just fucking. I love the one of like a little style like snooty bars oh, yeah. just to have like the the service and all that yeah. stuff but it's like i'm kicking back and just going to a bar and relaxing like i'm a mike's grill hole in the wall like there's this bar up uh it's like when we moved up i had to start going my business partner lives up in the same subdivision and we go where we're just bouncing around to these bars trying to find out like, where's our home base going to be up and down like half, half the stuff in downtown how that you go up thinking about like the prohibition the hooli hooli the the local roots and all that stuff, they're, they're all closed by, like, midnight. Yeah. And I'm like, we're, like, used to really? running bars, and, like, we're the 2 a.m. crowd. We, at least we like to think that. Yeah. It's like, now we're in bed by, like, 9, but yeah. we're, like... That doesn't mean your there. bar's in bed by 9. Yeah. There's a place called Mulligan's right next to the filling station yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah. The filling station, everybody knows it's part of that Yogi's group. But Mulligan's is this just, like, classic bar that has... It's carpeted. Yep. Like it's that thin commercial carpet, carpet in a bar is just, I mean, we used to have it, so I can't say it's the dumbest thing in the world. Otherwise, we make ourselves look stupid. But, uh, it's definitely not an easy cleanup. That's no. Sure. Where is Mulligan's? Uh, right on Smoky Row. Smoky, Smoky Row yeah. in okay. between, like Smoky Row close to hard. But I mean, it's just like it, they've, it, when when there's no music being played on the jukebox, cuts back to TV sound. So you could be watching Dateline in there yeah. Friday night, just immersed in a story. Finding out how this lady died. 
And then all of a sudden you got Don Williams popping on to play Tulsa time right in the yeah. middle of it. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I, uh, so my, my parents live in Powell. Um, mm-hmm. they live off of Liberty and seldom seen basically. Right. Um, yeah. yep. And then, uh, my wife and I are, are trying to be in Jerome village. So, um, eventually when we're there, I'll be 10 minutes from you guys. Good buddy of mine who works for uh, Campari, Joe Rosman, lives right up in, uh, Jerome village. He worked for beam some tour for the longest time. And there's, uh, there's like no bars over there. Like, no. Yeah. You have to go down to like buy the Costco or yeah. like, um, I don't even know if, uh, Shawnee Hills has yeah, a bar. Yeah. Well, there's like Iaconos. Well, there's this place I think called like the, um, the neighborhood pint or something like that. Okay. There's Iaconos there, like Shawnee Hills area. And then there's a little bar and I've never gone in there. And I, like for whatever reason across the river seems like a skate away. Yeah. Like I'm right there, like shoulder to shoulder with the zoo. But if I go across the river, it's like, oh, like, I don't know. That's like, might as well go to Grove City. Yeah. Like, I go over there and there's, oh, we always pass this bar over there. There's like a Christmas light thing that goes on in Shawnee Hills. And we go over there every year. And we always pass this place. And it's just like, it's not a commercial name. It's, you can tell it's owner operator type yeah. thing. And I'm like, ah, like, I had to go over to like the neighborhood Pint. It's something Pint. There's Pint built into it. And oh, it's, it, it just looks like the incredible place where you go and you sit and Bob's there at 11 a.m. having his Budweiser yeah. and shot a black that velvet. Was, so when I, my hometown bar that I, uh, you know, worked at my, you know, in high school and college, I would come back and I would uh, be a bar back on Thursday nights. It's the only bar that always would stay in town. Like there would be other bars that popped up and would, you know, after five, six years, they'd fall out of business. But this one always fucking stayed. Um, Still can't figure out what I'm tasting. Yeah, I don't know. There's something almost weeded to it. Yeah. In the finish. Like, it, it just lingers on my tongue. Yeah. But but we would open the doors. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. About I know. <laughs> we, we would open up the doors at 11, and the guys would pop in and just start their fucking day of drinking. And it was amazing. Um God, the days. I know, like, I know, uh, I know uh, you're probably well, like, dude, I don't know if dude is, but I love, like, the other day, I, it was a Friday night, and I was like, I was just fucking bored. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? T- take out watching movies, Brett, watching movies. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking Roosters off of West Broad, <laughs> probably sketchy as fuck, and I'm just going to sit by myself and have wings and a fucking beer. And it is one of the most peaceful things to me ever. Probably don't think like, doing that. Well, it was actually packed. It was, <laughs> but it was fucking packed. With 20,000 yeah. other people just like but you. I, I, beer I mean, it, it sounds weird, but just having a drink and some food by yourself at the bar like, is incredibly relaxing and yeah. just peaceful. Yeah. So well, I get that, man. I totally get Like, I spend... 90% of my life in a bar and <laughs> you see 85% of that is in my bars. And it's just like, that's why people were like, where do you go? Like my places are like the Ruckmore, my yeah. grill. And there's no better feeling than walking into a bar. Like that's why I think that's why I gravitate towards neighborhood bars. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love going somewhere. And this, this sounds like a, like Ben Affleck or something, but it's like going into a bar where nobody knows who the fuck I am. So yeah. I don't have to, I'm not obligated to have a conversation. Like, sure. yeah. 
And, and that doesn't mean I don't like having those conversations, but it's like when I'm in that arena, I'm, I'm, I know the part that's going to come. I don't walk well, upstairs I've, and see those big nose going to talk to me. I've always going said that just, if, oh. if anyone has watched How I Met Your Mother, Zeno's is that neighborhood bar. Like, Zeno's yeah. 2A fucking T is the small neighborhood feeling bar, but in the big city at the same time. You know the bartenders. Yeah. They've been, they work uh, the see, same shifts. That, that's what I like. Odie's is that for me and Hilliard. Yeah. And it got to a point, Trina and I were going there every, probably twice a week. Awesome. Last, last year when COVID like ended and you were able to go inside bars again. Finally. And uh, we were going in there for one, they weren't requiring masks. So we just, we would go in there and hang out and it got to a point where every day we went in there, they knew who we were. They like, in fact, uh, we went there, we, and then we just kind of stopped, I guess for like six months, but like we hadn't been there for like two months. We, we went back in, it was like in the fall, late fall cause Brown had football. And one of the days we had been going was Fridays and he had football on Fridays. And so we finally went in there near the end of the season. It was an away game too far away. We didn't want to go to it. And I work late on Fridays usually. But so we went in there and the, the waitress is like, oh, I've been looking for you guys to come in again because I, we've got a picture of you two here. Blah, blah. And that picture is sitting on our dart, our uh, pegboard when you first walk in the room or in the house. That's it's awesome. It's right there. Like they gave us this picture. It was like a – it wasn't quite a Polaroid picture, but it was one of those types mm-hmm. of pictures where they print them out immediately. And – uh but it was kind of neat. We were like that. We were we were that couple that every time we walked in, they knew who we were, and I love that. That's yeah, I feel see, like the you talk about thing is like cheers. Yeah, no, hundred like, percent. Yeah, bar I want to be at the frosted mug across that, the bar. That's fucking the upstairs. Bartender yeah. with but they the know what you want. They know they, who you are. Right, and, and they know like, what you want. Bullshit. Like by the time I was done going there for that summer, we knew two or three of the waiters. They knew what we liked. They would actually come over and drink with us near the end of the night. Um, and, you know, they would know what we wanted to drink. And then right across the street was Sports on Tap. Yep. And they're trying to be a little more highfalutin. And they've got, like, Knight. They've got Stag Jr. They've got Eagle Ray, oh, all really? that stuff. But they're charging ridiculous prices for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas right across the street, they have Antique 107 at, at Odie's for, like, six bucks a pour. Jeez, nice. And I'm like, great. I no brainer for me. Great. This is where I'm going. I heard Sports on Tap has gone through like a, uh, it's kind of like an up and down. Like I don't, I don't know the owners in there. There's, it's a younger crowd now. Yeah, back in the day, like it was like the old town friend used to. That's where he was, and he was the the uh, the Jaeger rep for the state of Ohio, and he was like the number one Jaeger rep in the nation. (laughs) That's where we'd always go to meet up with our kids. But that was go to Sports on Tap, and I always had this nostalgic feel. What that was, then once I heard from uh, it is honestly, it was like turning, and it was kind of like it used to be the old town era, and then it was just like it kind of got like a like that's not like like you got all this history and heritage and all this stuff play towards that but it seems like they dumped that to just be Finish all right we want to be like with the new guys so uh, that was the old townie bar every time you went in there like everyone would that was, that's the place where the music would stop everyone would turn and look at you yeah that's the place is sports and tap or or odie's where the guy got stabbed my neighbor literally like i probably there. sports on tap yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds more like a sports on tap story. yeah well like my neighbor was like literally there it's it probably fucking you know, eight years. And that's ago. about before it made the changes, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, something happened and then fucking, there was like one or two people dead of a stabbing. 
Like it was fucking dead? crazy. Yes, dead. Dead. That's how dead. usually a pretty hard thing to come back from. Like, come on back. We got great grilled cheese and yeah. uh, we don't allow knives anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no knives. All yeah. the knives have been put away. We're all, we all have plastic cutlery now. <laughs> Where is, uh, does Odie or Sports on Tap have the uh, pool tables? Pool tables? Not. Uh, it's got to be Sports on Tap upstairs, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I remember Odie's from like when I used to be a merchandiser, like over ten years ago. And I they don't. They the definitely don't have these cut up and like. So, yeah, it's like a house that's been expanded yeah. a few so, times. Yeah. How? Um, and they built that thing up top, Mardi Gras style. That's yeah. Nice. Hadn't been up there yet. And apparently, never passed inspection. How? I'm good. Can is fucking awesome. Did you just have a stroke? Yeah. It's my <laughs> one. Yeah, it's my one to two. Five that I have that. Little <laughs> micro strokes. Oh, yeah. oh, micro yes. strokes. Um, but see, Jillian said you only usually get about two strokes. Yeah, if that. <laughs> I like everything that's going on right now. Um, <laughs> All right. Without being, you know, super about yourself, uh, how well known are you in the bar industry of Columbus? I would say riding on the coattails of my dad really helped out as far as like, I'd say our name, like okay. Z- the association with Zenos really helps. We had, I mean, it's, it's been building as far as, cause I don't shy away from cameras. We had like through COVID and everything, we were a poster child for, uh, for COVID and protocol and leading the forefront and small business and everything like that. Kind of like, who really knew who Dick Allen was in the modern era before the smoking ban? Yeah. You know, you smack the attorney general in the face and tell him to go fuck himself. You usually get some pretty big headlines. He got national, but before that he was the godfather of the bar scene on campus yeah. and everything like that. It's like, for me, it's like, I feel like we always had a camera in our face over COVID because it was a tough time for everybody, but we were willing to talk about it. Like, I think that's something that our dad built into us. Like I have no problem discussing the struggles we're going through and saying and pointing the finger as to why like we pull thumbs more than we point fingers but when someone's putting a chokehold on small business and stuff like that we have no problem speaking out i'll be a poster child for that yeah day i die and yeah like, i, I saw the struggle i think that was the days. thing that that's the thing exactly. that, that pissed me off the most during the whole all these changes that were made during covid is how many businesses had to go out of business yeah. it's a damn shame it, it, it's it, it pissed me off and it just that's never going to be recovered from. Let's talk about it on two fronts. Gyms and businesses. Yes. Gyms and hospitality got hit first. And I was like, well, one of these was a backup plan for the other in case it failed. Now our whole system's kind of. So, so we don't consider ourselves a gym. Mm -hmm. We were a teaching institution and our lawyer had it set up to where we wouldn't have to close. Your lawyer (laughs) would have to, uh, they would, uh, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> right in your fucking snatch is that mouth. Your fucking, is that your fucking, uh, your Appalachian, Ohio? I'm a very learned man. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to learn you some things right now. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we had it set up to where our members are paying tuition, awesome. uh, membership. So if we got shut down a second time, we weren't going to shut down. We had it set up that we were a learning institute, not a, not a gym. Incredible. Because we were teaching Krav Maga, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, fitness, and stuff like that. Honestly, like, wish I would have thought of that angle because that's brilliant. Well, so it was. Well, you didn't think of it. Our lawyer thought of it. Yeah, yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Asshole. Anyway, so yeah, we we uh, 
we uh, we set it up. Our website removed anything about memberships. It was all about tuitions and all about uh, that kind of stuff. So, and the word I thought, what did we we got rid of? I think we added the word athletes as opposed to other stuff and, and different things like that. So we replaced all the wording so that if anyone came after us, we're like, no, no, we're a learning institution. Mm-hmm. Students. They, yeah, they were students basically. Well, no, we athletes was okay, but what was in there before it was like trainers versus you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it, it was, but it was tuition as opposed to membership, things like that. So we just changed some words, and it was going to allow us to basically stay open or try to, you know, if we could. But that second shutdown never happened. Thank God. It looked like it was yeah. going to for a second. Yeah. So, but honestly, I think I'm not bigger than the places that I have that I take part in, that I own. Like, people know Zeno's before they know Quinn Allen. Sure. People know well, the that's library. What, that's what you want. Before yeah. they know Quinn Allen. Dude, my, I don't, my dad I don't, always would say, I want to be that guy. My, my dad would always say, like, you call home and uh, he tells the story all the fucking time. Call home and uh, my grandma would be like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just went to the library to do a little setting today. Yeah. It is the great fucking library. It was a library bar. Like, so that's a fucking, you know, that. Um, it's like, we're a part of their tradition. They're yes, not a part exactly. of our tradition. And yeah. like, I'm humbled to be a part of a Zeno's, even though that's like in our family, but also the library. Like, sure. what a tradition. Like, it, it to me, it's like a club. Not that many people get an opportunity to own a business in this big of a campus, like Ohio state, like you're, yeah, it's unbelievable. Like in the way it came full circle of my dad got the previous owner, uh, cricket got him into the ownership position of that bar 34 odd years ago because of my dad's role on campus. And now he knew things and like how, and I'd known him since I was two years old. And then all of a sudden, here we are down the road. That bar has been around since the era of all my dad's campus bars. I'm his beer rep for <laughs> 10 years. And then he just starts grumping about, I, don't, I can't do this forever. And I just said, hey, I was like, that's my, my dive bar. Like, it's my style of bar. I go, I go, you let me know when you want out. I go, I'm showing up with a blank check, talking this big game. Like, I yeah. don't fucking know what the hell I was going to do. And then he turns it back over to me. And it's like, because I think on both of our partners at Feelgood, could he have shot that property and business around? Hell yeah. Like it's, it's the middle of lane and high. Your, your right. dad didn't want to pull you in, or, or you didn't want to go into the business earlier. Um, I always wanted to work for Zeno's. That's like my dream was to be my dad. I was that kid. I wanted, like, we'd go to the fucking barber. I want the same haircut he's getting. Little yeah. do I know he's telling them behind my back, like, don't make him, don't give him my haircut. Like, do this, yeah. but put the same powder in so he makes it feel like he's getting. <laughs> like, it was, I want to be the same guy. I, like, he was my idol, my best friend. Like, he was the guy. And I wanted to strive. Like, I had two older brothers. I never. Like, there's probably times, like, growing up where I wanted to be my older brothers. I wanted to be as good yeah. as them, do what they did sports-wise and everything like that. But I think, like, after a while, after it's I've always wanted to be my dad. Like, he was always – it, it just just how it came to be. And it's so funny because I never, like, aimed to hit benchmarks that he was hitting. Like, he came into this industry so fucked up, too. Like, he was driving a cab. He was, he was working literally part-time at a uh, mortuary. And he was having a beer down at what is now the Thirsty Scholar. It used to be called the Black Horse Inn. And well, he was, before yeah. Thirsty Scholar, it was something else, too. There was something before Thirsty Scholar. That's where I used to go. It was right at the end of my, oh, really? my alley, yeah. 
Um, can't remember what it was called. I have to think on that. He's in there out of here and doesn't like was sitting next to um, uh, a bar owner who's now a really good family friend, Tom Hoover, also international chili cook-off champion, <laughs> which is a, something to add to your fucking belt. Crazy. But uh, I will, I will gladly compete against him. <laughs> so he sits in there and he's just at like that. And my dad get to bullshit. And obviously I wasn't there. So the story goes, he said, well, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm working for this fucking mortuary or whatever. He's, he's going to be a tenant there, which is, to me just blows my mind. Like this 19 year old kid, like what the fuck? Like what a weird path he's on. He went to Immaculate Conception, Bishop Waterson, private school, all this stuff. I'm going to go like do stuff with dead bodies. Then all of a sudden he's like, he's like, you need to come work with me. He's like, and he owned uh one of the owners of the gallery restaurant that was on front street down like downtown German village area back in the day. And then it was like the American dream of <clears throat> you never you like these stories don't happen anymore because you can suppress people down who are good at things so that they don't take your job. So he went from like dishwasher to server manager. And then all of a sudden he found out one of the partners was like embezzling or stealing or whatever the hell it was, was able to prove it. So they forced that partner. They say, you either sell your shares to Dick or we're going to fucking blow this whole thing up. So he sold it in, became part owner of the gallery restaurant. And then went from that all in a year. So you don't go from dishwasher to owner of a business in a year. Not when you're 19 years old. Like you got to lie about his age to get on the liquor permit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is all bullshit. Like, how can you set that expectation for the next generation? Yeah. Like, there's too many regulations in place. Oh, happen. yeah. And Everything's he, too digital now to lie about your exactly. age. Then he gets into the campus bar scene with this guy. Um, I don't know if it was the travel agency first or the Ore House, but those were the two biggest like bars. Did you say the Ore House? Ore House, yeah. That yeah. is great. <laughs> my, my mom used that to is a great name. Because if you say it quickly, it sounds like Whorehouse. It sounds like exactly what it was. Right. (laughs) There's there was sex going on in the back room. Yeah. And like people were people were paying for it. Yeah. It was it was on the menu. Think about owning a bar in the seventies. The Whorehouse. Like it wasn't a business back then. That's great. The Whorehouse. That is so like you say that. Just a little too quickly, and it sounds exactly like they want it to sound. <laughs> well, you think like all of his bar names back then. I'm like, all the, the to me, these iconic places. I hear the name, I think bar. I hear the name, I think bar. I'm like, or house. It was or house. Had two cross doors. I'm like, what? Like, what is it? What does that have to do with like drinking or being at a bar? Then you have travel agency. I'm like, I remember asking, I go, why did you call the bar? But it was like one of the top like three iconic bars of Ohio State campus. You know, you know what's probably crazy is like. That would be such a good idea, or such a good idea now when you're, or maybe 10 years ago when you're like Googling travel agencies and the first thing that pops up is that. It'd be hilarious if you're going trying to book a, like, like, a boom, bar. bar. <laughs> what the hell? Exactly. I mean, but a lot of people do that now for like businesses. Like mm-hmm. they, they name it specifically for showing up in Google searches. Yeah. Showing up in Google searches. But that's the thing I think like, like, you know, getaway brewing up at Bridge Park like yes. that. Yeah. And like, I was like, oh, that's kind of like they have their plane. And I was like, why'd you name the travel agency? He said, well, because if you come in there, we'll take you anywhere. I was like, oh, my God. That's good. It's a little corny, corny, but it's good. So, Lucky 7, we've got that in the glass right now. This is a bourbon enthusiast pick. It's a 14-year. It is 132.5 proof. Almost has Matt levels. What do you guys think on the uh, nose? Uh, Well, this being number four. I love this one, by the way. This this is probably, like, lately one of my favorites. To me, it 
You can see this is half empty mm-hmm. and this Mashes. is all me. No one else has had any of this. Mashes with everything else. <laughs> yeah. It looked like when you first brought it in, I thought it was a, a long branch. I thought yeah. it was a long branch bottle. The yeah. bottle is definitely a unique looking and it is, yeah, similar to like a long branch or something. It's, it's prickly up front. It is. I feel like I'm going to have to have another visit because it's, I feel like there's some more going on there. Mm-hmm. It's got a it's, nice It's, it's definitely settled down as you go. First time I was dancing around with my tongue. It's got a great long, long finish. Like it sticks there. It's not, uh, it's not like your typical hug. Mm-hmm. For the proof, it's a just, it stays in the back of your tongue for. Take a drink of water and then go right back to it. Yeah, right after your water and then go back to my empty glass. You want some more? Mm-hmm. I feel like if there was like a thermal camera on me that I'd be fuming out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 132.5 mm-hmm. It's it, It's going to make you feel that way for sure. You know what's funny is I have to go build subs for my son's fundraiser. Baseball. Hey, speaking of volleyball. Speaking of this. that, so we had some kids like stop by our house. My wife is a sucker for this stuff. Any kid that stops by our house selling gets a free reach around, dude. Not only reach around, but basically like a hundred dollars. These kids were like, "We're selling subs for," and she's like, "Take money and leave." Like we don't even want the subs. Yeah, double double mulch our flowers. We we had no idea what subs we were getting, when we were getting them, who it was from. Have they shown up yet? Oh, they already showed up. Did you eat them? And it was literally like they were delicious. Cut it and threw in some ham and cheese. I mean, it wasn't expensive. It was probably like were they sub buns or, or regular bread buns? Sub buns. Bread. Well, like it was like. So we get those, and that's how they come for us too. The trick is, open face them, shove them in the broiler. Yep. Five minutes, and then when you get them out, throw some tomato and lettuce on them, and they're freaking outstanding. We are the outstanding. UA baseball team does it. That's why we've always all the baseball teams do it. It yeah. comes with a packet of Italian dressing, and they probably do the things. what's the yutzes or something. They yeah, probably, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a microwave one minute guy, so I'm in a hurry with this. Um, yeah, that, still that's a little true. bit cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. So my son and I took. We did some for a baseball team fundraiser. Went out on our trip to St. Louis for volleyball. We just packed our cooler full of those. We ate all of those. Every day we had a sub for lunch. And we just covered it with like a, a hot sauce from uh, from uh, Midwest Spirits, actually. That was awful. Oh, they were so good. So good. I like cold subs you once in a while. Sense. Other than that, I have to have a hot sub. Yeah, I prefer hot subs. Yeah. So that's why you throw them in the broiler. Not I that nothing cares. Um, to hear it. But I made a lobster from scratch, lobster stuffed ravi- ravioli with a. You are a little. You're a little Billy. You're a little Billy Crocker, aren't you? Dude, I, I, this close, this close went to culinary school for uh, education. I fucking love cooking. One of my best friends growing up went to Johnson and Wales. Three of the most miserable years you're. Oh, life. I know. It it would um, not. Have, that's like people saying they like to play. Uh, and then, and then getting into the industry of also then continuing to be. Yeah, it's a it's a great yeah great gateway into <laughs> yeah. like drugs, alcohol. Yeah. And... <laughs> uh, one of my best friends and sleep sleep at machine. And um, it, for 
for what they have, very good. Over Community College? I don't know what that is. Um, so it's a, it's a community college, and it's one of the, for, for it being a community college, they have a very good college program. I almost went to Jonathan Wells. I went out yeah. to Rhode Island. That's where my buddy went. Um, it's one of the top culinary schools in the country. Yeah, I went out to Rhode Island, was all set, and then I was like, can't be as far from home. Yeah. All my friends. Uh, but Pussy. for the longest fucking time ever, I've loved it. Love fucking cooking. But I did culinary okay. school thing at Columbus State. I was originally looking at Hyde Park, New York, or Pennsylvania Culinary yeah. Institute. Awesome. And the same thing. I was like, but at the time, it was Hyde Park was number one, Columbus State was number two, Pennsylvania was number three. So I was yeah. like, why the fuck would I like travel yeah. like, and like, stay here and go and do that? And it was like. I have, like, no idea what boot camp's like, but it was, for someone like me coming from, like, like I was running this place. Yeah. I was GM right out of college, or right, right out, out of high school. school. Right out of high school. I wasn't even legal age to drink, and I was running the staff, making the schedule, doing whatever. Had my own schedule to make, making great money. And then I was, like, I was still taking, like, prerequisite college classes. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to culinary school. Like, that's the thing that I enjoyed. I didn't want to go into business like both my brothers did. It just seemed too broad. And I was like, why am I going into business when I could learn mm-hmm. better business from our family business than out there? And then went to culinary school. And I was like, wow. I went from thinking I was going to be able to keep doing this job and that job. 70 hours a week for a camera mutual restaurant at that steakhouse at Polaris. And like, I was a social butterfly, like, so hanging out with my friends every weekend, but then getting into culinary school was like, you don't have any time to do anything. Yeah. See you later relationships. See you later everything. And it like beat me down. Like I thought I, it was really one of those breaking points. And then after that, it was like, I wasn't, didn't want to give up on it. It was just like, shit, this is going to be reality from now on. You're going to be getting your ass kicked for the next three years. And it was definitely one of the most beneficial reality checks in my life that helped build a foundation for so you actually, you actually did three years of culinary school. Yeah. Yeah. I went through that whole thing, got a business minor, and a, it was the first year that Columbus State could ever certify you as a sous chef coming out. So usually yeah. everybody gets a culinary certificate, yeah. and it's just certified culinarian after you do your um, your arts degree. Yeah. But then this year was the first year they are going to let us do uh, certified sous chef, which above that, you have certified executive, right. certified yeah. master chef. Size. And, and uh, Johnson Wills was the only four-year institution that like, gave you a fucking four-year degree in yep. that. My buddy, my buddy went there. He got his uh, business degree and a culinary degree. Yeah. Um, and, and so... Hey, real quick. We have in the glass right now Augusta Distillery, Buckner's Single Barrel. This is 123.6 proof, 61.8% uh, alcohol. And uh, this is barrel number 85 of uh, bottle number 45. Again, um, speaking of Augusta, oh, this what week, a, oh. happy accident. Oh. You didn't even do that on purpose, no. did you? Oh. Nice, Masters. This called the Tiger. This is yeah. the week, right? This is yeah. Masters week, right? They got yeah. part three competition tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Wow. Good call. Jeff and I are doing some gambling on it. Love it. Love it. And what's I, the odds on Tiger to win it? Uh, is it he back? Was is he back? To one. Yeah, he's playing. Oh, so he's playing. They had an interview with him this I morning. Pay attention I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, don't I didn't know, watch whatever a... the guy's going through. Like, Tiger brings. Yeah, it brings so value. so here's how it's been for me in sports in the last little while. I watched zero games in the NCAA tournament. What? I watched the last five minutes last night. What? 
when you were asleep. No, I watched the whole Oh, you did? Well, you were bitching about it starting at 920. It was. North Carolina had a 16-point lead at one point. And then they go and take like a five-point lead. North Carolina ties it up. I think they even took a one-point lead late. Then Kansas takes a three-point lead. UNC shoots a whole bunch of threes, misses them all, goes out of bounds with like four seconds left. Kansas throws the ball in. The guy steps out of bounds as he's running up the sideline. So they get it back with like two seconds left or yeah, three seconds left. Yeah, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of chance. And then they, they, they skimmed the rim. I think that as he shot the three-pointer to try to tie it, I think the guy got just a touch of it, and then it hit the rim and just barely uh, skimmed off. It was, it was, a, it was an exciting game. Uh, the Elite Eight sucked. Um, the first couple rounds. There was a few good 16. games. The yeah. Final Four was good. The, the Final Four was good. Yeah. I didn't see the, it, but Jay North Carolina did. The only thing that really North good Carolina Duke game was everything. Yeah, was it? wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Meaning North Carolina won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Duke I is the hot take. Hot, hot take. Duke Coach is, is Duke, the biggest cheater. No, no, no. I don't even know. I don't know if that. I don't even know if that's true. But Duke is the New York Yankees of NCAA yeah. basketball. Yep. Yeah, for sure. You yeah, just went up a few arcades. Yeah. Real high pitch. Yeah. No, he is. I Hand am check. so fucking. No one's, no one's grabbing his nuts. That just Roy happened Williams naturally. And Coach K are out of fucking basketball. But you still have. I mean, Thomas is my boy. But you still have Calpari. Thomas is the mafioso, mafioso of. Of college basketball. What about that? It Mike used to be. It used to be Butler. Patino. Now it's Izzo. I'm going to be the biggest Butler fan. Ever. Oh yeah, like, for I'm, sure. I'm a big. Fan yeah, that 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 is a fantastic coach. Also, so um, he's now a Butler. Yeah, yeah, just got hired on. Yep. I can't. I can't believe he got railroaded yeah. out of Ohio State. That was bullshit. How he got railroaded yeah, exactly. out of Ohio State exactly. because he let a kid Jordan freaking Ball. stay at their house Jordan or something Ball. for like, uh, who lived in Europe. Yeah, let him garbage. sit in their house for like a month or something yeah. like that. Fucking garbage. That was, yeah. it, that, was that was just an excuse for them to get him out. That was and, just dumb. I, 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 it's I, almost like the Trestle thing, where back page two months later. Oh, by the way, Trestle was told not to talk to the NCAA by the FBI during the investigation. But yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, he's getting fired for it. Yeah, and yep. they're giving sanctions even because he didn't. The NCAA ranks over the FBI. Mm-hmm. They're in the middle of an FBI investigation told not to talk to the NCAA. He doesn't talk to the NCAA because he was told not to. The NCAA says, uh, we don't give a shit that the FBI told you that. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, Dude, that's the, bullshit. The, the NCAA is a fucking crime. It's a joke. It's a, fucking it's a joke. joke. They want to be, like, a respected entity, and they oh, want to yeah. be the biggest power. They're a fucking, they're a fucking what do you guys think of this? Okay. It's freaking great. phenomenal, isn't it? Great. It's $200. That's the, that's the only thing. Is it a exactly. Is it a $200 bottle of bourbon? No. It's very airy on. It's good though, tongue. right? Like if it was, do you think it would be probably the same availability as like Angels Envy if it was priced like Angels Envy? No, like it, it'd all be it'd be off the shelf. It's yeah. that it's that good. Yeah. But if it was Angels Envy, price would be gone. Yeah, that's why super I complex. So I feel like it'd be it's the same good. sort of thing. Like if Angels Envy was two hundred dollars, you'd see it sitting on the shelf everywhere. So the rule of thumb I've always followed is ten dollars per year. This is a thirteen-year bourbon. One hundred and thirty dollars is what it should be. I'd be fine with that. Like this, this should be 140. This should be 150. I don't know what that is, but I've always heard $10 per year is a pretty good, you know, range for just randomly pricing bourbons. Yeah. 
this is too much. Two hundred dollars yeah. for a thirteen year. It's good. It's really good. What? And I I don't know what else they produce. Like what? what? I don't think they do anything. So like where? I don't know where the, the they came out of. They came out of nowhere. I think. I don't know. I, do, I honestly do we don't. know if it's sourced? I'm pretty sure it's sourced, and it's sourced out of Kentucky because it even says um, it says so it. MGP. And I think this is their single. I think this is different than the one I actually have, to be honest. Because mine doesn't have the sticker down the side, so you probably got something a little different with that lottery. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's MGP because I'm pretty sure it's Kentucky distilled. Because it says that one their label that I have, it's like con- a Kentucky but we really straight bourbon. Like yours. Yes. And same thing with this. Too. Yeah, it's just it's not, it's not fucking fantastic. I was worried about open like anything with that price tag on that bottle doesn't have any kind yeah. of reputation. You're like, God, I don't want to taste this. That would suck. And be like, that's especially, crazy, but, especially the but it, it's, it's, I'm all right with this. It's yeah. just it's not a two hundred dollar bottle of bourbon. No, but it's really good. Yeah, it is. I would pay one hundred and thirty dollars for this over and over again. Yeah. I think it's that good. I just don't think it's two hundred dollars good. That's definitely why it's sitting on the shelf. Like, I just can't imagine, like, even if you're buying it, like, at a restaurant or something, you want them to pick up people's sample. You're buying a two hundred dollar bottle. Like, that's you got to price it. Yeah. yeah. Like, what would you? Like, what, how do you? How would you price that? Um, if we were doing twenty dollars for twenty bucks for If it's a seven fifty, it's twenty five ounces, just a hair over. So if we're two ounces, we're getting twelve servings out of that. I mean, and that's twenty dollars a pour, or would you I mean, be thirty? You yeah. have to be thirty, that's right? The thing. And then if you look at a well, that's where you make your money, right? Barrel pick versus, like, yeah, that's that's standard markup. That's right. like so that'd just be standard for what they're paying. So for thirty dollars a pour. So we do thirty dollars a pour, and you see that next to a Weller foolproof barrel pick. What are you taking? Yeah. The Weller foolproof barrel yeah. pick. That's why it's like. A Although I'm, I'm not good. saying I don't like this more than that. I don't know. Yeah. But for the price point of this one, yeah. wholesale or even retail, yeah. This is a no-brainer. The Weller, the Weller foolproof is a no-brainer. You know what would be at cool for us to do blind? If we did blind, but then you said, "Hey, this is not based like off a thirty-dollar MSRP." Like, so. If you had an, if you had an ounce, you know, what would you pay for? It's it? like it's like okay, this is what would you pay for each one seven, of these? This is twenty. That's a great blind. Let's do that. That'd Let's be do nice. That. Let's do that. Because you're you're doing them, and you're like, why would I fucking pay thirty dollars? Beam eight star. Pay forty five dollars a glass for that. Oh god, beam eight star is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that is punch you. That is punch you after two shots. <laughs> like that is that is bourbon that makes you angry. Like I'm, I'm, that's oh, like, that's terrible. That's exciting that you're getting the Jack Daniels quail. I I don't know anything about it, but. I mean, we'll have to come back because I've never had it. Jackson it's supposed to be tenure, really good. The tenure now, the secondary for it is fucking two hundred fifty dollars for the Jack Daniels tenure. Unreal. That's stupid. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. I know it's getting it's after five. Um, I know you had a hard stop. Tell us all your bars and uh if there's any yeah, social media that you're having yeah that but tell us all your bars any bottles you have at any of the bars any special things that are happening right now and then social medias all right we'll run uh we'll run through the gamut uh just to get the family of brands out there my brother and todd meister have the quarry company bar and grill on trade road uh we have zenos and dick's dives sitting right here at the corner of third and pennsylvania 384 west third avenue uh, we also have the library bar on uh, 2169 North High Street. And, uh, geez, I mean, 
Zeno's every day of the week's a good day to be in there. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> we're we're good at recording this with uh, Apple. I forgot my recording device. I brought everything with that. Recording that, sir. Done recording that. No, we're right. almost done. We're almost yeah. done. Pick, pick it. Well, we're right there. Pick some. That's your glass. Yeah, no, that's, that's, your, that's, that's yours. That's yours. There's a rinse. Uh, so keep going. Sorry. Okay. Um, Jesus. No, that's yours. Zeno's every day of the week. It's a good day to be at the bar. Uh, library bar. We just kicked off for anybody who's looking for cheap drinks. We got beat the clock on Fridays now, which you get a 48 ounce pitcher of beer or a 32 ounce Bacardi mixed drink bucket for three dollars at two o'clock. Three dollars. Three fucking dollars. What day? What is today's yeah. Tuesday, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know where I'm going on Friday. If it gets real unaffordable in the next hour, then it's four dollars, <laughs> and then it's five, and then it tops out at six dollars. So we went through. We went through twenty kegs uh, in four hours. Are you sponsoring any volleyball teams? Uh, we haven't yet, but we're open to it. Because so. I would love to come there and hang out. <laughs> That is it awesome. It is an experience. Two o'clock. Wait, wait, sorry, when? When? Like when? Yeah, it started last Friday. It was our first Friday. So we took it over like the campus has always had a bar that's done this. Uh, it was four kegs back in the day. That turned into O Patio. They're right there. high before it got redeveloped. And then the library bar or uh, Lucky Scout House on South Campus, they took it over. It was the same owner. They got bulldozed. So I asked the blessing of the owner of both of those bars, like, can we take this beat the clock special and use it? Because it's like normally between two and six on Friday on campus, you're not doing a lot. So we were like cheap booze and it all goes for it. And then we started off, we thought it was going to be a dud and 20 kegs later and a lot of of sore feet. That's a great story. 20 kegs later. So can you give me the deal again? It's $3 at two o'clock. Give me a smile, Quinn. And it goes... Goes up a dollar an hour until six o'clock. Okay, but what what do you what do you get? You get either a forty ounce forty, or you get a pitcher of uh, Library Light, which is our house domestic light. Yeah, and then or you get a thirty-two ounce uh, Bacardi uh, mixed bucket, so thirty-two ounce pail. There it is. So you get a thirty-two ounce pail, and then you have two-dollar truly margaritas and bevy long drinks. That's kind of fucking. Unreal. I mean, it's it, like, that is I, like real. I don't know why anybody else loves to just drink on campus all day. Like seriously, that's the pricing that I grew up with. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, we, we were like running the numbers. Like we still like. I mean, you got your first bucket of Bacardi. You have to pay one dollar for the bucket, so it encourages refills. So we're not picking up trash all day. We should have done it with the pitchers. People get pitchers, they just stack them all the way up, and we're like rinsing out like yeah. snow beer before we get to them. We ran out of pitchers. We had over, we sold over 460 pitchers of that library light. We did over That's 430 nuts. buckets of Bacardi. Well, so we thought it was just going to be like a slow burn. Uh, and we, by like, we opened it one, we're like, people probably get in here, mark their spot, get in here, save their seat, pay whatever. No, these guys are in college. They're going to get there an hour early and pay full price before it drops down yeah. to $3. They fucking came in at like one fifty five, like a bat out of hell. They fucking packed the entire bar. So it was thirty something degrees outside. We didn't even open our patio bar, and that's what we geared for beat the clock. We're like, we're gonna have this patio, a DJ out there, and everything. We're like, ah, shit, we gotta have the DJ inside. No one's gonna be there. So then, boom, the whole bar, patio inside, downstairs, full, packed. Like we had one bar back, and it was me and my two business partners and three bartenders. 
one of my business partners back there, Lonnie, he's making a pyramid of pictures. We're, we're unpacking <laughs> everything in the middle of the shit face. Face. It was <laughs> Oh, they did. That is awesome. They they did. $10. Yes. It was beat the clock, man. It was everything. So, that I is amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. My, my college time. Go ahead. I was just going to say, let's wrap it up. Yeah. And then we'll continue up. talking. Um, thanks for joining in, guys. Check out Zeno's. Check out the library. Check out what's on Trivia. Corey. Corey. Yep. Quarry. Quarry. Q U A R R Y. The Quarry. And no. uh, yes, Tyler, <laughs> you got to tell us a story about New Orleans. Wait, what bottles do you have? Yes, here? Weller Foolproof at Weller Dick's Dive Dick's and Zeno's. Dick's Dive and Zeno's, and um, I mean, we get we have What's your we have your. Uh, you want to advertise those? Those are going to end up at home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get a you get a non barrel pick Weller full proof Zenas also. <laughs> the Elmer T Lee, the CYPB, and the Weller single barrel. You have the CYPB? Just out of the day. Nice. This is my second bottle of CYPB and I, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, geez, right, let's let's yet. break into it real quick. But it's, but it's also another one of those ones that I heard was like the twelve year. I heard it was underwhelming. No, it all. depends on the year. Yeah. There's some that say they taste like peanut butter and jelly. Really? There's, yeah, there's there's it depends on the year. It depends on the year. Some years are a phenomenal summer, just underwhelming, like I you like said. Like, I like made me nervous as hell. I was like, geez, do I really want to open this or is it gonna be a bargaining ship down the road? All right, guys. Join us next week as we do a blind of who knows what. We're going to do a blind. Or we're going to do Weller, uh, Tyler's Weller. uh, We're going to dip into his Weller uh, reserves. The pricing blind would be incredible. Pricing blind would be a good one. I think we should do that. pricing blind is. Let's do that one. Next week. Pricing blind next week coming to a podcast near you. (laughs) One good idea (laughs) for the year. Thanks, guys. Later. Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. Bourbon.